Aki's going to talk about prayer and meditation, a workshop for men, and how she learned to follow Jesus. When I graduated from college, I turned away from my faith for 20 years, like a lot of people do. I had always thought about prayer as uh, saying, Dear Heavenly Father, and then giving a laundry list of requests, and then uh, asking for forgiveness, and then following up with a, in Jesus' name, amen. And I uh, had heard my pastor give a sermon on prayer, and he was saying that prayer was talking to God, just like I'm talking to you right now. And I thought, oh, wow, like, I don't talk to God like that. I'm, I'm talking at God, not talking to God. So I just had decided I was going to start talking to God. And so um, everything changed, like my whole life changed after I started doing that. And what I discovered was prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. Sometimes people would take meditation on a different level. Mm -hmm. They would say, well, meditation like yoga or, you know, any other kind of like, you know, oh, let me go out into the woods and meditate. Um, what is the difference between meditating on God's word and meditating in other ways? Um, People will say, or Eastern forms talk about emptying your mind or emptying yourself. Um, and meditation is really, it's not the absence of thought because our minds are constantly thinking. And I think what's interesting is you're already meditating and you don't know that you are. When you worry, you are meditating. You are thinking about all the angst and all the anxiety and all the things that could go wrong or what's happening in your life. So meditation is more being focused on, like the Apostle Paul says, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are lovely, if there be anything worthy of praise, think on these things and the God of peace shall be with you. So I would say meditation is more being in a place where you um, are quiet, where you're in God's presence. It could be in nature. It could be in your office and close the door. It could be in your car while you're sitting and just focusing on God's presence. And his word of the Psalms are also a wonderful meditation tool to use. Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, a spiritual practice is called contemplative prayer. And the idea of that, it is a form of meditation. And the idea of that is that you, you pick what's called the sacred word. So, and, and you could even do that with a, like the Psalm, be still and know that I am God. You could use the words be still. And what you do is you just sit quietly um, and you just try to quiet your mind and you can keep repeating be still. And you'll have, you know, what I'm going to make for dinner tonight <laughs> come into your head. And what, what you are supposed to do is like imagine a river and there's um, maybe logs floating by or uh, just leaves floating by. Those are kind of your thoughts, those thoughts that are I need to email this person later or whatever. And instead of, you let those go and you don't 
beat yourself up and go, oh, I'm not going to be able to quiet my mind because I'm thinking. You just let that go and you bring yourself back to that sacred word. And then after a while, you'll just start to quiet, quiet your mind. I mean, I've, um, what, ha- what had helped for me was a guided meditation and I've actually developed three, I have three that I produce based on, um, one is be still and know that I am God. Um, and one is let it go with all these different aspects of it's kind of meditative affirmations and another is trust. And it is actually a prayer leading people through that. Now Jackie talks about the workshop she developed for men. I was not expecting to be um, working with men, but it was um, transforming your head knowledge of God to heart knowledge of God. And it was a five-part process based on heart as an acronym. Um, So it it was healing and heeding God's word and hearing God. Um, the E was embracing spiritual practices. The A was acceptance. Um, Cause so often we don't accept what happens in our life and we um, struggle against it or balk against it. And when we do it's, we cause ourselves needed unneeded suffering instead of acceptance. Um, the R was for uh, reset, uh, reframe, and um, reflect, and the T was trust. So I took them through this five-week process of um, completing all those different parts. And it, it depends on how we were raised, that we can have a view of God distorted. Like my view of God was this you know, judgmental scorekeeper in the sky, and then we're disillusioned uh, also, because we, we think that, you know, God's going to help me more, I'm going to feel this certain way. And so it's, it's really healing that image of God, and allowing God to heal all those broken places within us. Because I truly believe that uh, it's not about becoming or changing who we are. I believe we changed that in the beginning we were good and in the beginning we were whole, but then life just kind of knocks the stuffing out of us. And then we, we feel that we're unworthy or we're not good enough. And with our culture, our mar- the marketing has so much of an influence that we're not being doing or having enough. And we need to get back to that, that inward journey those in that inward, I say that joy is an inside job instead of all this outward stuff that's fleeting. Why do you, why do you see men wanting to learn about that workshop? Women, we find it really easy to open up to one another. We just, we share and we, we don't really think about it, but for men, it's really hard for them to be vulnerable because in our society, it's kind of a John Wayne, right? And we're all kind of taught to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. And men especially are taught to be strong and to not show their emotion. And, um, and I believe that's, that's the reason why. Do you see the steps that they take? Because maybe they don't know how to get that relationship and presence with God. How do you teach them that? 
teach that through those contemplative practices and spending time in God's word, looking into those places where healing needs to come. There's a lot of uh, father wounds for men where they didn't get the nurturing that they needed or the attention that they needed, or they didn't have that role model. Helping them to get in touch with that and in touch with those places so that they can, they can heal. And she talks about where she placed God in her life. For the longest time, I had kept Jesus at kind of arm's length. Um, I was influenced by people kind of being overzealous of just talking about Jesus from the point of saving, being saved, and about going to heaven as opposed to hell. And that really, that really bothered me. The talk bothered me. And for the last, uh, I've been on the corporate world now for 10 years, and I've been doing a lot of just Bible study specifically really getting into the words of Jesus and what Jesus taught. What's unfortunate, I feel, is that some of the words and the Christian speak that's used, specifically the word salvation, obedience, repentance, they are kind of used very harshly and not always is the context or the definition of what those words really mean used. For instance, obedience, I always thought that word was more like dog training, right? I mean, when you think of obey, like obey me, or doing God's will, and obedient really means to listen. That's the translation of the word, is to listen. And I never heard that before until my pastor had said that. And I was like, wow, well, I want to listen. <laughs> I want to hear what God says to me, what Jesus speaks to me, what the Holy Spirit has to say to me. So that was transformative for me. Also, the word repentance. You have this image, right, of the person on the street corner with the sign and the placard. It's like, repent, the end is near. And the word repentance means to turn around. It means to change your ways. And that has a very cathartic meaning instead of this oppressive meaning. And then salvation. For me, salvation is ongoing. That we're, we're saved from the burden of sin, of what sin does to us. We're saved from worry. We're saved from anxiety. We are saved by living the way that the majority of the world lives, that has no peace, that surpasses understanding. And it's an ongoing process. What following Jesus is. When I was taught growing up, it was like, we're supposed to be miserable in this world because heaven is the prize. And how could that be true when Jesus said, I've come that you may have joy and that your joy may be full. And that so many Christians 
aren't joyful and we're supposed to be joyful. And that the word happiness, how many books are out there on happiness? There's a ton of books on happiness and how to be happy. And joy and happiness in the Greek and the Hebrew, they're all the same thing. It's not that joy is spiritual and happiness is secular. As truly when we follow Jesus, when we look at his example, when you see what he taught, he didn't his ministry was healing. It was inclusiveness. It was telling people who God was, like who his father really was. It was telling people how much they were loved. Having that relationship to just bring you that strength and that, I call it spiritual muscle that you can have that shows up, especially for times like we've experienced in 2020 with a pandemic that no one was experiencing. You can get Jackie's book, God Notes, Daily Doses of Divine Encouragement at JackieTrotman.com.